0: Hey everybody, it's Rob, and this is our annual Iron Halo coverage. Uh, please pardon the sound quality. We were recording in the midst of a busy uh, pizza restaurant and trying to keep background noise to a minimum, which is really hard when there's a bunch of people around you who are not necessarily part of the show, and also you know people doing cleanup and such. So I've tried to clean up the sound quality as best I can. This is definitely not a typical episode, But hopefully it's still listenable. I think there's a lot of great content, great group of people that we're talking to. And uh, so enjoy the show. Enemies, The Warhammer 40k podcast that travels so that you don't have to, but we'd like it if you did. I'm your host, Rob. Dennis. And we've got our fifth chair, a perennial fifth chair. David. And then joined again by... John. And Jason Horn. What's up? From the Iron... Oh, sorry. Oh, you got it, Rob. You're amazing at this. (laughs) I'm just like the noob. I'm like, uh, what does this do? (laughs) (laughs) As the the streaming master, I know that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Way no better than that <laughs> uh, So yes, we are here in Bartlesville, Oklahoma The Iron Halo 2019 is done Fifth year Five Woo-hoo. years it's, it's like a Cinco de Mayo all in one That's, That's right man.
1: It's <laughs> been
2: amazing Five years, you could go back and and, and play bits of all the uh, broadcasting you've done for each one of these events. (laughs) Well, yeah. Oh, my God. And we have episodes
0: from all five Iron iron Halos, although I would say the first episode is probably not terribly No, we had a soundboard then. Yeah, so this recording in the restaurant sound quality is maybe not the best, but also people have to learn microphone discipline. When you stick like cardioid mics right in their face,
3: oh yes, yeah. So, they,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so why, yeah. Why it's, are
4: you looking at me, Rob?
0: No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I am i i was not picking you out, Dave. Uh, right. sure. I know you have good. You're a radio guy. I'm a radio guy. I know professional you. radio. Guy. Yes. <laughs> Deep cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deep cut from past episodes. Ooh, yeah. Professional radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, if you remember last year's coverage. Um, Dennis came away dead last. I did a great job. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you got spooned, and literally.
0: And so this year we had we there was a special treat that Dennis got to be on stream first round against uh, Nathan Merton, who went dead last at our event and at Flying Monkey. Yes, well,
1: Nathan has uh, repeatedly, repeatedly like uh, three or four times, you know, gotten dead last at the monkey. He uh, he
5: lost to a uh, a teenager. And he was actually really trying hard. Okay, well, to be fair, last year at Iron Halo, I lost to a teenager. That's fine, but you're not. But and but it's Nathan Martin. And, Let's make fun. And of him. I got he is a baby seal. He is a baby seal. Well, and also at Nathan Martin's tournament, I took dead last. You did. That's right. That's right. So, mm-hmm. so yes, there's a there's a whole
0: chain of events leading up leading up to the the throwdown at Iron Halo. <laughs> The battle for the, the battle for the, the worst of the worst. The spoon of uh, all spoons. The spoon of all spoons. Was the master spoon. The ur-spoon. <laughs> you know, between
1: between uh, Nate and Dennis, I was wondering <laughs> who's going to be the big spoon and the little spoon. Did you guys ever
4: discuss that? No. No, <laughs> no we did not. <laughs> I think we found out, though, after watching the game.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it Dennis, was, it was a fun game. Do we want to give spoiler alerts or do
1: we want them to
0: watch it? Well, We this want we, them to watch we it. We want them to watch this. Spoiler but take- at the same time... I have a kind of thing of spoiling. Part of it is watching the journey. Like there's a difference between hearing because somebody can check on the ITC yeah, and find cool. out the, like yet yeah, who won and who lost. Yeah. But it's watching the game play out is if you want to watch the game. Yeah, that's different than just hearing the results.
1: I, I can agree 100. percent. And uh, you know, it was really funny how this was brought to my attention. But uh, Kevin, Kevin messaged me about two or three months ago. He's like, Jason, I've got a great idea, and I was like, okay. It's like, well, Nate really sucks at 40K.
6: Oh.
4: And Dennis really sucks at 40K. <laughs> I played Dennis, I can attest. <laughs> hey, I made sure your great eyes did nothing. Yeah, but the bikes just ran you over. Well, they're ultramarines. They're supposed to. <laughs> so, so he
1: continued on. He's like, and I also want to prove how bad Dennis is at 40K. <laughs> this is literally what he said. And I'm like, wow, how much faith does he have in Dennis? Apparently None. He said, Hey, can we get them on stream round one? I was like, Man, I don't know. I really want to do something like competitive. And then I don't know what happened. I got a bonk in the head. My wife <laughs> kissed me the next day, and I said, All right, let's do this. And I was like, You know, I think it was honestly one of the best decisions I made because I got some shoutcasters on. Like, uh, I told Scary, I was like, Scary, I really want you on this to be a shoutcaster here. And here's the reason why. You do a coaching service, right? He's like, yeah, I do a coaching service. He said, how about we get the worst players that we can <laughs> find? <laughs> and you can talk about how bad they're doing on the stream. And it's like, we can you can coach on the stream. And he's like, Man, that's really interesting. I never thought about doing that. And, and, and so, no, he doesn't tell either me or Nathan about this. Of course not. No. No. no, so we had like Scarion. There we has had, to
2: be controls for this experiment.
1: Oh. <laughs> so you can't let the rats know they're in the maze. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's half the battle. So uh, we had Scarion, we had Kevin on that was commentating. I didn't get to hear a lot of the stream because I was TOing, but I've I heard it was really funny. Uh, and then we also had the Magnet Baron who was uh, one of the main core sponsors he's uh, if you ever met him LVO super nice guy they call him Constantine the Magnet Baron Blind Swordsman or something to that effect and so uh, but definitely uh, definitely if you're at LVO check him out and we had them all commentating on the stream and I think it was a really really great success and and I think we had like uh, maybe
3: 50 viewers
1: at one point that wanted to watch you lose
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and I can attest to the preparation that went into this from our side. And uh, driving down here, we were reviewing because at this point, all the lists are up. Mm-hmm. And so we're reviewing Nathan Martin's list and looking over Dennis's list and trying to figure out, okay, so what secondaries are going to play? What's your target priority going to be? And we're looking at it, It's like, oh, man, this list is a hard counter for your horde style play because Dennis is Nathan playing. built a really good list.
4: Well, as his future games would turn out <laughs> <laughs> the answer might surprise you or if you know Nathan the answer is no <laughs> we
2: love you Nathan well out of, you, Nathan. out of his last 15 games he increased his win percentage by 200% <laughs>
6: <so>. by <laughs> infinite <laughs> percent <laughs>
2: <laughs> he went from Ah,
0: to what Two. 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 and the Two. last one that that last one being the last round when he got called out for a challenge so he could lose to the brother of the teenager he lost to at Flying Monkey yes and managed to pull out the win yes well, actually not pull out it was a pretty handy win
4: it was
0: yes but, that was but that's exactly okay because yes. that the person he beat then got the wooden spoon yeah. <laughs> that is true that's true and, and you know Nate and I talked about it and
1: he he was thinking so maybe you know his brother challenging maybe this is like a level that like i'm gonna unlock next so maybe rj's gonna challenge me at the next uh tournament (laughs) he goes to (laughs) so rj if you're listening you know at the next event you see nate last round you gotta challenge each other
0: (laughs) or first round
1: oh i would totally put that on the stream
4: (laughs) see you got it here first iron halo tv We'll stream RJ versus Nate. (laughs) Doing
0: it. Ultramarines versus Ultramarines for the uh, blue crown.
4: (laughs) That's right.
0: (laughs) I will make a blue crown.
2: Yes. Yes. I will just
1: spray paint a. uh, uh, What is it? Like a Long John Silver's hat, blue. Yes. (laughs) I I think that's the best way to do it. And winner has to wear it the entire day.
2: Or loser. I don't know who. What's worse? I think you should. I think you should have had an award for Lord Marshall called the Baby Seal. And you could have awarded that to Nate. <laughs> yes, that would have been a great idea. Yeah. In fact,
1: I would probably make one. Yeah. I a DFL
4: for the Lord Marshall next year.
1: We need to have something. Okay, we can do it. We just how about we just give it to Nate every year? I mean Regardless of how he performs. I, mean, I think that's a great motivation.
5: Absolutely. That sounds like a lifetime achievement um, award though. <laughs> <laughs>
4: And the lifetime tri- achievement for catapulting more wins to a GT than anyone else in the league is <laughs> the enabler,
5: <laughs> Nate Martin.
4: Congratulations! Okay, you catapulted fan. more
5: people to All right. wins I, I, I'm than probably, anyone. Else. I'm going to give him a run for his money. It feels like he <laughs> probably would, sure. but uh, you'd have to show up to more tournaments. That's so,
0: so yes, you can watch the game on uh, on Twitch TV. It should still be up there on is, our. Yeah, and then we're also gonna uh, mi- uh, migrate it to YouTube so. after what about a week?
1: Uh, just give us like yeah, a week or so because okay. we like to put in time span stamps of when the, the turns were. Make it easier for you guys to
3: navigate.
0: Right. There, so so this will
2: probably be up
0: around not too far from when this episode goes live. If it's not yet, just watch a couple of days on yeah. YouTube. It'll be there. Um, but yeah, so the end result was Nathan who had a very shooty uh, army. A because he was Sicarian Punisher, uh, Leviathan Dread, two Invictor suits, flamers, Centurion, uh, yeah, yeah, Devastator Centurions, blast cannons, missiles, Bobby G, uh, Tegarius, thunderfire and, cannon, yeah, yeah, thunderfire cannon, and Cronus
4: and a hunter, yep, yep. an infiltrator squad, yeah, two infiltrator squads, yep, uh, two Invictor war suits. I think he grabbed already. Yep. Yeah, I think. Uh, yep, Tiggy's in here. Bobby G's in here. Uh, Three Devastator Centurions, you got that. And a Relic uh, Leviathan. Levi- Leviathan and a Thunderfire Cannon. Yep. So it's
0: a very shooty list. The ability to put out a lot of shots, very tough. Dennis was bringing as many demonets as he could... Well, not as many no, as he could. I bring, didn't bring as many as I used to.
4: But, uh... Mm-hmm. No, Dennis brought, uh, let's see, he's got a Keeper of Secrets, uh, Shellyax Hellbane, uh, Sil SK uh, Celesk, yeah. Celesc- Right. Uh, Herald of slanesh, Contorted Epitome, uh, three squads of Demonettes, uh, a 27, a 30, and a 10. Yep. Uh, and then three squads of Havocs, uh, two with Reaper Chain Cannons, and one with Last Cannons. And we, we pushed him hard worked. to take on the uh, the Havocs. And Havocs did a good job in almost every game. Look, it... it you know, getting that toughness bump, right? So their Havocs are now T five thanks to the Chaos Twenty Nineteen book. Yes, they are actually really tough to dig out, especially if they're in cover. That two up save on a T five model, ah, yeah, it's one wound. It's still really
5: hard. Yeah, unless you get shot by lots of lascans well, well, that'll I mean, do
4: that, it. That, that, that's <laughs> AP for you. <ya. laughs> yeah,
5: that's I how mean, that works. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
4: You know, AP's the bane of Marines. What
0: a thought. But I know, like, talking about, like, I remember talking with you before, and, like, not to... (laughs) (laughs) I, again, didn't tell Dennis this, but we're
4: like, come on, Dennis, you can do this. Yeah, he's going to get rolled. He's going to get rolled. So So hard. hard. (laughs) He's just going to lose. But What do you think? Turn three? Is he going to get tabled by turn three?
5: Maybe. No, you made a game of it. Yeah. yeah. You did a fantastic job. I like to think that even with subpar lists... That I can play the game decently well, <laughs> you. And to be fair, both of you made mistakes. Oh yeah, um, I made some huge ones. Yes,
0: like forgetting to feel no pain. Well, and I know Nathan said uh, you know he he felt he made errors on deployment. Yeah, and you had him like you had him on the back foot with like the big mobs of demonettes that he had to deal with. So, uh, so yes. Nathan did pull out a win, but it was 28-21, right? Mm-hmm. Right,
4: 28, 28, 28 21, right? Mm hmm.
0: 28 21. 21, okay. Yes, I yeah, got 22, 22. later than sometime. Yeah, so, yeah, 28 21. So, um, despite the fact that last year Dennis took Slaneche Demons and did utterly horribly, this year you made a fight for it. And 21 seemed to be, like, 20s seem to be uh, pretty consistent for your scoring round around. I think you got 114. But yeah, the 114,
5: 119, everything else is above 20. Yeah. So.
0: I I think with a little bit of practice and refinement, it could actually be a pretty decent list.
4: Yeah. So, obviously, I'm a more competitive guy than (laughs) you typically (laughs) are. Yes, you are. Right? But I've noticed that uh, typically in the ITC, if you want to win, especially after the first round, right, uh, in a game, you need to be able to consistently score 24 or more points, right, and be able to hold your opponent to about 21 to 23 points, right? you can do that you have a very high chance of winning right so the fact that you're scoring up into the 20s right on losses with this list means that it's a good list you're right there yeah yeah, you're right there it's It's actually decent and you just need to learn to quote unquote pilot it better against you know maybe other armies that you're not used to seeing you know in Kansas City right Um, so you know it, it also means that no, you do actually know the game. And you can't lie to us <laughs> anymore.
0: <laughs> well, and it's, and it's as we uh, pointed out uh, last episode, we had uh, Charles Fox, who I found out is a flying monkey, <laughs> yeah, and was here at Iron Halo, <laughs> and actually thanked us for reading his letter on the air. <laughs> um, as we mentioned that episode, list design is one thing. Repetition, playing it over practice, and over again, yeah. practicing. I mean, they say practice makes perfect. It is not just an aphorism; it is nope. absolutely true. And playing a list over and over again will make you better. I would also like to point out that we did better than most of the other flying monkeys here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: so to answer Charles, themselves.
0: that's great. So to answer Charles's letter of why do we think we're a we're uh, able to give, like, based on our tournament results, why do we think we're qualified to give list reviews? I would ask the same things of our brethren down in Wichita. No. <laughs> yes, I, that is Shots Fired. Love you, Bam. We know what I hear.
1: I hear Sacco Challenge.
0: Yeah, but there's only two of us.
4: That's nope. hardly fair. <laughs> no, no. I'll play on preferred enemies for them. Oh,
2: that's true. You oh, have a right. jersey and everything. I, I, would, I would, you know, throw myself yeah, into the shoot. ring. I'm, I am.
1: I cannot. Comment on this at
6: all
4: <laughs> i will must not make seen.
1: a team really no, no well, you, not. you're not supposed to be a team no no team. Team. i cannot i oh, cannot hold hold comment on. on wait a minute
4: now here's the deal on this though john aside legitimately i have a jersey in everything he
0: does i <laughs> okay. am a member okay. of preferred he is case? he is and when we
4: say he's our official fifth chair
0: we provided him a jersey <laughs> With okay. his name on okay. it. I've got, I've got the, the jersey, pair, I've got the dice. Even, even and, and at this point, John has been on enough episodes that he might qualify as
5: sixth chair.
4: Yeah. Together we can make sure the Sacco goes to the monkeys for a fourth <laughs> time.
5: Do <laughs> they get special dog tags if they get it five years in a row. I will.
4: <laughs>
0: no, you they, they have the that hang from yeah. their. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I was, I was absolute. Absolute. Each one needs to have a serial number, like it's a dog tag. <laughs> this is fantastic.
1: I was thinking, but like you know the, what, you know what, truck, you know truck, what, you truck, know. You truck know. ornaments that are usually found on uh, that, that are hanging room. off the hitch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know what,
0: Duncan, a serial number it has to be the number of his winning ticket that he couldn't read. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: Duncan. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he won that's the right. terrain. That's right. He won the terrain, but. And never... for it to be recorded for all time, while well, I can remember it, 243003. Zero, zero, three. There it yes. is. And exactly. Bam what... had to tell him, idiot, that's your ticket, <laughs> for three minutes before he would come up and get it. <laughs> and uh, Duncan, I love you. And Bam, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. This, I think, this may or may
0: not be an official throwdown. To the, uh, it's, it's up to him to say that it is. That is no, no it's, no, it's up to the monkey. Oh, yeah, the, the monkey So the the uh, the gauntlet has been thrown. That's right. And uh, since the monkeys can't seem to handle anyone. That's right.
4: <laughs> well, no, I mean clearly they're really good at handling everybody. They're awarded the
2: sackle every no, year. The only thing they're good at is handling the sack. That's right. <laughs> As we're
5: killing Jason,
2: this is going south in a hurry. I love it. Yes.
6: You know what? I,
1: I just want to, like the the saga was brought like the history of it was like Oklahoma versus Kansas team, like the Marauders versus um, the Monkeys because they're they're always like like just berating each other yeah, it was yeah, a rivalry a lot, yeah. it was a rivalry yeah yeah and, and it's it's just hilarious how it's transformed i really think it's actually brought you know the region together and uh i mean i'm part uh, they they if i just want to let you guys know if the preferred enemies like get to challenge the monkeys do they create a chat group and it's no holds bar I'm just, I'm just, i mean, just, I mean, you're gonna wanna hide this from your kids, your
2: <laughs> wife, Dennis, your mistress. Dan and I are officially here to support you the best that we can.
4: Uh, You've Steve. come to a sailor for a shit
1: shitting- <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that was like the best part of the sack all. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, is Is round one, is everything that happens before round one. And then <laughs> when we pair the matches, and then we go along from there. So if you guys don't know what the SACO is, it's basically we put two teams head-to-head at round one during the tournament, and uh, they pair themselves. And so uh, after that, uh, it's a win-win-loss. So based on the number of wins, uh, you don't get to take the SACO home. And I think uh, the SACO is literally a sack of balls, and it is uh, painted gold. And uh, we actually, I think for this year, we're just going to put Duncan's name on the bottom.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fantastic. I feel idea. like I
1: feel like he has earned that right. Well, he's the one that supported the monkeys the most in earning this award. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, I, we can probably go back to history and see how many times Duncan has won their, his sacco match. I mean, that's probably like a big fat zero. I mean, if you want to give me a few minutes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
6: yeah,
1: and so, but. Y- You know what? What I've seen it do is bring two separate teams together to get to know each other. And you know, I look at 40k as a huge community, as a big old family. Family reunion tournaments are just great for that camaraderie. Mm -hmm. And what better way to bring two teams together than to put them head to head in a a singles competitive event and just have a fun time? Yeah, and it
0: makes like we are talking a lot of crap about the monkeys, but
2: to be to be
0: absolutely fair. I wouldn't do this if I didn't know the guys and like them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is not actual. There's no actual animus here. This is not. Yeah, I
2: I actually traveled down from Minnesota this this year to help them run part of the Flying Monkey con. Yeah.
0: No. This. Yeah. They're and to be also fair, Bam has a hundred percent win rate against me. Granted, we've only played once, and it was (laughs) and it was at the first Iron Halo. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, were you?
5: No, just no, no you i just No, I was not the one that made him rage quit that particular. Event, <laughs> but, but. but I believe I also played Bam in the first Iron Halo, and I won. Ah,
2: oh. Oh. preferred enemies are already <laughs> <laughs> one and one. <laughs> I also I can. By I the way, won against the monkeys as well.
4: Uh, <laughs> I can definitively say that no monkey has ever spanked me. <laughs> I have always spanked the monkey. <laughs> By the way, sadly, BCP doesn't go back more than a year. But his website does. Yeah. I can track the scores there. Excellent. I will probably uh, get But that. at least last year, Duncan, yeah, 38-6 uh, to 6 loss in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> what about 20, 2019? Oh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's go look at that. Oh, this year, um, how did Dunkalicious do? Well, I got bad news for Dunkalicious. It was better. The scores were better. But the result was the same. Dunkalicious loses to thirty-two to twelve, so not even close, <laughs> right? And let's see, what did Dunkalicious bring this year? Ah, uh, he brought two night despoilers. spoilers. Uh, let's see, three night to sp- ooh, he brought three night to spoilers. One with rapid fire battle cannons, one with double gatling cannon, and one with double thermal cannon. And then he brought, uh, let's see, a battalion of demons with a change caster, contorted epitome, uh, demonettes, two squads, and two squads of nerglings. So I can
1: definitively say that uh, Duncan did win in 2016 his first psycho match by six points. Okay. Against? Kyle Evans, the winner of the spoon that year. Right. So the bar was set extremely low. Right. So what we're saying is he's not the worst. Actually, and then he also won his 2017 match. Okay, actually, 2017 was the first sacco. Yeah, it was. That's so he's one and two on the saccos. Yeah, he he did win his yeah yeah. Who who did he play in his
5: first sacco? Andy
1: Krull. Okay, he's a a local. Yep, but still not as good as he thinks he is, Mm. and cannot count (laughs) or Or read. read.
4: Apparently, yeah. As an accountant, again two four three zero
1: (laughs) zero three. so uh i was wondering if you guys could uh give us your your opinions of how the went event went in general yeah yeah let's let's
2: move away from
5: from the uh, flinging who at the monkeys and uh that's their time <laughs> so and, in general um i thought it was a wonderful event um it, we had a lot of new players i've talked to like two of my opponents this was their first iron halo yeah. wow and yeah. they were thrilled to be here. And some of them, like Nathan Martin, actually—I think this was his first Iron Halo, too. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it was. So I mean, I actually got to help him out, show him where the little food area was, show him where the gym was. For after you lose a game, you get to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Hey, we love the gym, by the way. The the wrestling mats on the floor, and the AC works great over there. You mm-hmm. kick your shoes off. You you walk around in your socks yep. while you play. It match does match.
0: get noisy though. Yeah. Those mats do not absorb any sound. They that reflect stroke.
5: This year, yeah, the gym was felt louder than it was in previous years. That's because there were more tables in there. There is were more that tables. Was?
0: Nope. No, there, cause I don't they, know. There no, no, no. Because fifty, fifty-one, and fifty-two were still out in the loft in the main hall. Yeah, yeah. no, that's where they've always been. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I felt like no. there was a
4: couple more tables in there.
0: Like, two. I think, I think one difference mm-hmm. is you had fewer drops this year. That could be. We have more drops. More drops, really? More drops. Okay, because in in past years, I think it's, I mean, it's been kind of like the gym empties out, like partially, or it feels like it. Okay. So, wow. Corrected. The
2: setup in the gym was better this year. That is true. Yep. it yeah, felt like there was user. a lot more space. Yeah, the yeah, space, space users cool. We actually traffic.
1: used
0: the same number of and tables, but we spaced it like a little bit differently. Also, get, the traffic was a much better flow. Yeah. Also, oh. props to BCP for adding a timer to their to their website and app and everything, yep. so that both rooms are on the exact
5: same round timer. Yep, that yep. was nice. Yep, yep. It was nice having it on the two screens in the main room and then on a. Monitors yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys had a screen
2: also over in the gym. yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the judge didn't have to go back and forth and check or or call on the walkie-talkie for round times. That I mean, information was always available that you needed, and yep. it, it it made it great. Well, and
0: again, that's you know we've talked about this several times, but BCP has streamlined so many elements of oh. uh, of just tournament running.
4: Oh. So there's a reason that I pay for one of them to come to the Renegade every year. Yeah. It's because, amen, thank you for making this app for
2: yeah. the love of God. <laughs> yeah, and we've been calling it BCP, but it's Best, best coach, Coast host pairings. pairings. Yep. yep. If, Just you are, for if, the brown if you run now. events and you're not part of that, you're missing out. It's the greatest thing for any TO yeah. ever. RTT, GT, Major, it doesn't matter. It's a fantastic app.
0: And in fact, this year we are probably going to be doing our ticket sales, at least for the GT, through Best Coast,
4: yeah, and that is that is one of the things that is great about them is that they do all allow you to take sales through them, uh, and they'll pay to whatever account you want to hook up to it, uh, whether that's directly to a business bank account, a personal bank account, or even uh, a PayPal account. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and the rates reasonable; it's about the same as PayPal, right? So it, it's it actually is really good. I do I do like the fact that they're set up to do that.
6: And,
1: and one thing uh, that I really enjoy working with uh, Casey and Paul is that they are 100% accessible. Yeah. So if you have a problem, uh, I remember the first year we used BCP and we had a big problem. Oh. Yep. And uh, I got on the phone call with their lead developer yep. like at the event and we worked it out. And he fixed it. I mean, what, what cooler organization uh, is willing to go through that on a Saturday morning? Well, and,
0: and it's just commitment. well, and this year at Midwest, like we started having problems. Like round one, people were starting to have problems entering in their scores. Like it just what, the app was just not responding at all, and it wasn't responding for tos. It was not responding for players, yeah. and it turned out that was also because Bay Area Open was going on the exact same weekend. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I was able to just message them and said, "Hey, we're having troubles entering events, and like I understand, there's big events going on at the same time." And they got right back to me and were like, "Yeah, we're aware of it. We're working on it." So, no, they they got in touch very. And quickly. They have certainly
2: fixed it because now look at how many GTs are running every weekend. Yes.
0: Yes. yes. They, yeah. They like, managed
4: to scale up their their support capacities. Oh, absolutely! And if you want to. If you want to take a census, like, just a gut level of census of how many GTs, like, how many weekends have GTs, 40K Stat Center has been running since basically the beginning of this year. Last weekend, so not this weekend, right, but the previous weekend, was the first week they didn't put out an episode because there was no GT. Wow. Wow. And almost every week has multiple GTs, like, at least three that they're talking about. Wow. Right. So if you wanna know how explosive this hobby has gotten, that right there's a good gut level check for you.
5: That's amazing. And also well even talking about how much this event here, Iron Halo, has expanded you have captured a hundred just because
0: that's what the space really is. Correct. Although you did have hundred and four actually by the end. We
1: could probably add more, but people want to go duke it out in the fish in the uh, the skate park, like inside the bowl. Oh, there's there's <laughs> actually, one in the cafe.
2: There's room in the cafe. Nah, we no, we tried that
1: one year with Age of Sigmar. That didn't really- Well, that was a different event. We'd have to add another judges. I don't know if yeah. we're ready for that. I mean, I, there's potentially a moving into a bigger hall. My, I'd love to have like 150.
0: There's something very special about holding it in on the yeah, rock. Yeah, I
1: agree. I mean, but uh, on it'll be a, a, a on the rock is possibly moving to a new venue. Ah, tour, okay. And so and a new so location, just- and uh, we it's not 100 percent done yet. We don't even know if the space is going to be done. But uh, we'll know more in the next uh, the next couple months, like, what, what weekend we're planning on. We're probably obviously planning on late September, but
5: uh, we don't know what we're going to cap it at. So. That's one of the things I like what On the Rock does. I like supporting mm-hmm. them. And that's one of the draws for Iron Halo. I mean, the yeah. first draw was you, Jason, of course. Nah. But, but past that, I mean... They do a lot of good stuff for the community. Sure, absolutely. And John, you're like a huge fan of them, right?
2: I am. Um, I I follow their ministry because I uh, help support youth ministry in my my own area. Um, So, uh, I mean, it's very close to my heart. I I reference their events. I learn from their events, uh, the things they do for the kids, um, and where they're at is they, they have no idea how valuable they are. Yeah.
4: But honestly... What they do is so important. that two two years ago, Renegade ran a charity raffle for them, uh, and we we had a commissioned painter paint two knights up, uh, at, you know, in a semi-Christian way, right? Sure. So we had we had one that was named Peter and one that was named Paul, and they were the keepers of the scroll and the key. key. I remember those, right? Uh, and you can still find pictures of those uh, at RenegadeOpen.com and they are. Uh, and on our Facebook, and the, those things were painted up beautifully, and they got almost $2,000 for On The Rock. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, in fact, so good that Jason woke Andy up
6: <laughs> late at I, night
4: I uh, just so he could take a phone call from us and be like, hey, we want to tell you with the great news. We sold a lot of tickets for you. <laughs> we got you a bunch of money. Oh, my God, that's great. That's so awesome. Like yeah. it, it. So, it, no, it is a truly important place for this area, I'm glad that we can be here with Jason and them and support that mission.
2: You starting Andy off on the stage. The last two years, I've been so. This is my third Iron Halo. Mm-hmm. The last two years, you've allowed Andy to step on stage first and explain what our community has done to support them and what they've updated at their venue um, in response to what we do with war gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're using our nerd powers for you know. yeah
0: wargaming. We we're using our wargaming powers for awesome. Is that what we always mm-hmm. yes yeah yep.
2: Yeah. And, and, and it's fantastic. And I think that it sets uh, the tone for the rest of the venue.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, it's really cool. We we
0: paid for air conditioning units, a bus, windows,
2: and we are grateful for the air conditioning. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: yes. Actually, I made that. Also, Dennis and I were like pulled up and like wait a minute,
4: the parking lot's all
0: oh, in yeah. now. <laughs>
4: Yeah, parking lots paved and curved. It looks really nice. Oh, yeah, it looks great. Uh, In fact, uh, talked to Andy this year about it, because I was curious, you know, what did last year pay for? He's like, oh, yeah, the windows got done, the rafters got redone, I got a bunch of electrical work done, all because of us. Like, all of that became possible because of us.
2: And then he announced this year that what we raised at this event, will pay for a service dog for them. Mm-hmm. Half a service dog. But that's just from the raffle. That's just yeah. from the raffle. So that's
1: from raffle. Which raffle? I know. But that, that doesn't include all the sales that we bring <laughs> right. to these guys. Right. Because right. they serve food on site, snacks. And so, you know, every. what I really like about it is that every dollar that is spent at the location goes back to them. Goes back to the, On the Rock industry. So, yeah, I feel like that's that's like one of the main reasons why. Yeah, I can go to the hotel, which is like right across the street, but it wouldn't have the
5: same effect for On the Rock as what we're doing right now. Yeah, and I also think it gives more impact being there on that site. Yep. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You can kind of feel the. Yeah, you can feel um, the, the energy. Yeah. You can, oh yeah, and
3: you
0: can tell that the, the you know Andy and and the pe- other people who are uh, working there. They're passionate about it. And, yeah, it is infectious.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, part of the whole draw is the fact that they have the kids from On the Rock volunteering, right, throughout the weekend. Right? And, yeah, they're there to serve us. But, really, it's also to help us have a face, right? Mm -hmm. It puts a face on who we're helping. Uh, for all the players and for us, right? now. So it's I, it's fantastic. I'd, I'd love, love
1: to I'd love to tell a cool story. I, I don't remember this kid's name. I probably shouldn't even say it anyway. But um, there was a kiddo there that uh, was helping serve the, behind the, the coffee bar, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really interesting because when I met this kid, I was like, "Hey man, what's up?" He's like, "Does you?" And I'm like, "Okay, all right. We're gonna we're gonna play that game. All right, that sounds good. That sounds like my game. I know that and is just, your game. And, and the hilarious thing is that. That all the gamers there loved his jokes, loved his corny jokes like this. silly, you know,
4: and and just like these guys love mine, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can neither uh, confirm nor deny. Let's cut thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, uh, I was told that we actually made a positive impact in that kid's life because you know we were just laughing at his jokes and he had a blast. Yes. So I mean, I think I think you know, believe it or not, gamers are making a difference. And the cool thing is that you guys can choose to make
0: as big of a difference as you want. Yeah. And that's what I like about like like about the game. And, and I do think, again, that carries over into the gameplay, too. I think this weekend, when we've had so many events that have had lots of drama, especially like near the end of the event, you know, things going on, people yep. not, not playing as honest as they absolutely should, uh, this seemed like a relatively drama-free event. Oh yeah, there were, I, there was one event that did happen on stream. Yes, uh, I do. We want how, how much do we want to? talk I mean, about? we can talk about. It. I mean, it's on stream, so it's
1: public knowledge, right yeah, it's, now. Okay. It's public knowledge. Right? Okay, so. I mean, so I'll just go through it real quick. So, uh, in our rubric, we specifically say that all conversions or proxy or all, all conversions uh, need to be approved by Iron Halo staff or it was subject to and that's very that's like one of the that's like the second or third sentence and our modeling policy. And so, uh, unfortunately, one of the players on stream, Matt Root, who's a well-known figure in the community, amazing guy. Uh, Actually, I consider him one of my really good friends in this hobby. And, uh, unfortunately, he did not get his models approved. And, it was, uh, it was caught during a stream game. And so, you know, we saw those models and I talked to my judge and I said, hey dude, what are we going to do? He said, well, what does the policy say? And I said, well, it says uh, if it's if they're not approved, then we need to pull these models. And so before I told him, let's go do it, I double-checked my email account, and he did not send me anything. He did not send me anything on Facebook. And so I said, let's pull those models. So we interrupted the stream game. We explained to Matt that the models uh, were not approved. And what he had used is instead of assault centurions, he was using uh, some Skaven models. As Skaven, Storm Vermin. Yeah. Storm Vermin. And he also had a drop pod that was uh, a drill. Essentially a drill. And, they, I mean, hey, this Ska- I thought the Skaven looked cool if they were uh, modeled correctly uh, as Assault Centurions. And the drop pod was cool. But, again, uh, if he would have sent them in beforehand, they would have been approved. Based on, you know, uh, if they were converted properly. But they just weren't, so he we pulled the models, and he could have continued on with the game, mm-hmm. obviously. But he decided not to, and he decided to concede. So, um, and, and that's kind of the end of it. So, I mean, it, it sucks that we had to do this, but I think uh, I think for, as a community, it's better. Because I just want to show that, you know, I'm just a small-term organizer, you know. I mean, relatively small. So, and... And yeah, hundred I mean, players? No, we, I, mean, t-
5: I mean, I mean, I'm just a simple country lawyer,
2: <laughs> but I reckon these models were not here sent in to the proper
4: authorities. You, you're sounding like a backwater hyper chicken now.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, in all fairness, you know, the thing is, is that you know, we're, we're I'm a tournament organizer. You know, my name is not well known in the 4K scene, but. You'd be uh,
0: surprised. You would be. No, you would I'm, be not,
1: very I'm not. I'm you, you have made a sizable impact. Like, I am not very. I am. I am. Not no, you'd be very shocked. shocked.
2: Okay.
1: Wh- okay, I'll just take. Continue it more to again. be humble, and we love that yeah. about okay. you. Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, our, humility our friend, is my
2: best quality. Listen, our, our our friend Petey Pop, who didn't happen to make it this year. Okay. Yeah. He references you more than once. No. You've been on his on his pod on his his podcast more than <laughs> once. Right? It, it, sure. You, fair. You're not a small fry anymore. Well, okay. And especially with Iron Halo, your Twitch TV, you're traveling all over the countryside streaming for other people.
0: Yeah, no, you're
2: – understand you wear big boy pants now. So <sighs> okay. humble yourself. Thank you. Well, You're okay. amazing. Well, that's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do what you, you do. You can get off my feet now. Okay, yeah.
1: That's, that's all good. Okay. You don't have to kiss my feet anymore. But in all fairness, you know, you have this guy named Matt Root. You know, bringing models that he he didn't get approved, and and you this guy's a big name in the 40k community. And, you know, I just want to let you know, as a tournament organizer, your players, regardless of who they are, have to have to abide by the rules you set. Otherwise, why are we doing this?
4: Why are we setting these rules? No, a hundred percent agree. Right, like it it, it undermines. It undermines not only the tournament, right, the, the event. Uh, if you don't abide by your own policies, right, and enforce them to the letter of those policies, the state, yeah, right. Stated policy is the policy, and Correct. it's stated for a reason. Yeah, absolutely, right. Um, it, but it doesn't just undermine your own event, right, and its legitimacy. It also undermines the legitimacy of play and the players who have chosen to spend their dollars and attend your event,
3: mm-hmm.
4: right? It cheapens the value of their play. And that's something that we need to really remember and consider, right? And I think you do a fantastic job, sir, at Thank making you. sure that nobody at your event ever feels devalued. Thank you. We try. we try. We're not perfect, but we try.
2: Warhammer as a whole is becoming a professional sport. It's where it's going. It's where it's going to be. And these policies are not restricted to anybody. They're restricted to everybody, right? And, right.
0: Yeah, and, and the, 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 the addition, and I know anyone who's listened to me, anyone who's talked to me knows that I have, I am one of these people that has kind of tried to push back against the professionalization yep. of 40K and the, what I would easily see as the hyper-competitive. That, yeah, that's that can that, that could bring to and spill over to the rest of the hobby. Now, I will say that I've been pleased to see that I think it hasn't spilled over to the more casual play aspect, but I, I can also definitely say the addition of Chess box, the addition of the yellow card, red card system, code the, the, of, the Code of Conduct, um, the policy of getting all conversions and such approved ahead of time, it does not, especially in a in a competitive setting, it does a lot to help keep everyone on the same page, under the same standards, and so everyone knows what's going on, everyone is clear what is and isn't okay, and people are getting also more comfortable stepping up and saying, okay, this happened, this is not okay, I need to talk to someone. Because that's also been an issue in the past, is people feeling afraid to, whether they're just nervous about it, or they don't want to make a big deal about it, or, yeah. You know, they don't tend not to call judges over, or they don't want to be seen as that guy that's going to like judge every yeah. single right because that has been a thing too. And I think everyone is starting to realize, but it's because of events like this one where the judges are firm but professional about it. Like, you're not starting a fight with them, they're not starting a fight with you. And if they want to start a fight with you, they can leave. Yep. And
3: I'm
1: just really happy yeah. Brian didn't. To kill someone in this event,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey did not come out, and that's no right. tables were flipped.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's that's very. But strange. also, credit to Matt, he did not make a big fuss about the. Nope. No, he was straight he on. Accepted. He accepted. Yeah,
2: he 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 owned it. There was no arguments. There was no big drama at the event. There were no big whispers. It was like, you good? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I talked to him very briefly, and he was like. No, I I didn't do what I needed to do. Um, I feel like because of that, I've I've in a way cheated. You know, my opponents. I don't want to feel that way. Um, I apologize for what I've done and, and moved on. I mean, how refreshing is that? I yeah. mean, to, for someone to actually take ownership
1: on you know the mistakes they made.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's really good that people want to own up to that stuff, right, and be able to not necessarily try to skirt around the issue or blame the judges or their opponents or anything like that, right? And they take that, uh, you know, they take that with their bite of humble pie, right? Uh, Which is is really refreshing, right? It is refreshing to see that, especially from somebody who is so well-known in the community, right, has done so well in the past, right, and continues to do very well even today, right? That they're willing to set aside their hyper-competitive nature, right? And let's admit it, yeah, yeah, he's a very good player, and that's part of his nature, yes. right? Uh, as is a lot of other people, right? Um, but he's willing to set that aside and go, nope, I'm a human being. This is toy soldiers, and I'm going to be an adult, mm-hmm,
2: yep.
0: right? Uh, and that's what I mean. That's what we would ask of all all players. Yes, absolutely,
2: yeah. Yep, and, they, and, and uh, testament to your judges, they did a very good job. They were very available. Yes. Um, and I think that you had very much the right amount because you could turn around, you could see the yellow vest. You didn't have to hunt somebody down. Mm-hmm. That was the key, that's the key with the yellow vest, something that is bright
0: that will – everybody knows where they are at. Yep. Yeah, we tried. Like, for our event, for our like, I think we kind of begged away from the safety vest type yellow thing just because mm-hmm. sometimes we have other, like – safety but personnel on so. your
2: venue where it has been yeah is very visible in nature yes there there isn't a whole multiple arcade halls. a whole arcade <laughs> pushed in the middle of the floor true you're not in multiple halls right there's no but only- even then we also always
0: try to have like dennis picks like a bright color shirt no i mean dennis is the one who orders all our, our shirts for our judges you know judges and staff it's like always make sure that we have like everyone's like look for somebody in a bright purple or red or green shirt. Mm -hmm. It's a uniform. Yes, it's a uniform. So it's like, look for one of these people, contact them, and if they are not judging, they will tell you where the judge is. Yep. Unless I, unless Jason shows up
5: in Judge's Force, in which case he just wears an Iron Halo shirt and you have to find the gray guy. <laughs> gray guy. That's all right. That, that was my fault. I tried to eat a shirt and I get the wrong side. My bad. That's okay. That's okay. That's
2: okay. At
0: least you bring your army. Well, except for that one time. Except off. for that one time. And then I played the
1: ringer and got in trouble for winning for well, losing hey, a no, game. No,
5: that's okay. I, I won as the ringer, too, one time oh, at Midwest. No, but yeah, I lost, I lost and then someone yelled at me. Oh. oh for letting them yeah. win. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah, that was a fun experience. That's your job.
5: Apparently. Apparently. No, but other things of Iron Halo, um, swag bags were pretty darn neat this year. Swag bags were awesome. Man. This is something that we tried. We, I was like, you know, I took a page out of
1: the, the uh, Flying Monkey playbook, uh-huh. and, you know, we didn't do anything like tiers. Yeah. But we just wanted to provide something that wasn't like, you know, here's just a couple of dice and maybe a, a discount card. So we just wanted to do something different. And I was wondering what you guys,
0: what did you guys, I mean, aside from the, I guess, what did you guys get from your swag Okay, bag? so, so <laughs> each swag bag, as far as I can determine, hmm. uh, and I may be missing a few things. There was obviously the Iron Halo Koozie. Yes. Uh, yeah, the That's Iron right. Halo Beer Koozie. Um,
4: or Cam, soft, so soft, soft drink, drink koozie. koozie. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> beer koozie. <laughs> Technically, uh, it is a dry effect.
0: Technically, no one was drinking beer on the talk, talk to
2: me off the air if you yeah. want to hear stories about the player. In, okay. There was certainly uh, no trunk whiskey happening anyway. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> um, so there, there was a drink koozie. How about that? Yes. Drink, drink koozie. Drink koozie. Yeah. Um, there was a set of two dice. Two iron there, halo dice. Yes. Um, Same there, ones that you saw on the stream. Yes, the bright yellowish orange <laughs> yeah. iron halo dice. Um, there was a set of uh, squad mark. Like base markers mm-hmm. for units, mm-hmm. there was it was the magnet bearer that provided the magnetized uh, movement tray, and then magnets to attach to your models that they will attach to the movement tray that mm-hmm. was in there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there was a resin 3D printed model and a variety. of People got different models provided by our gracious host, Mister Horn here. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the Photon series of resin printers is apparently awesome yes. in what it can do. Dennis got an Emperor of Mankind. <laughs>
4: Sweet.
0: That looks awesome. Yeah.
5: He does look awesome. He reminds me a lot of Bobby G for some strange reason. I can't imagine. Can't imagine. No. <laughs> nope. No. No. Nope. No resemblance. None at all. No.
4: He's got his father's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's his mother's chin that really stands out.
0: <laughs> um, the Also, uh, I think some of the, the even more useful items, and these are all great so far. The laminated sheet, the laminated score sheet on one side, mission sheet, and uh, deployment maps on the other. You could, As long as you knew what mission you were doing, you could run your entire game for the Secondary. most part. As long as you knew, long second, you knew your secondaries. But you could run everything else from that sheet. And then providing a dry erase marker in every bag uh, also made it very easy. With
4: an eraser. With
0: an eraser. Don't... Nose- Use
2: yellow markers.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same here. Same here. I got a yellow
4: as well. Yeah, you, you you used uh, you bought rainbow packs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use yellow. Was it that bad? It uh, it's it's very hard to read. Yeah, it's see-through. Uh, yeah, yellow on white is see. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't and color then, test these, and then, uh, <laughs> we know. <laughs> and then don't also not brown. And the reason for not the brown is because brown is the hardest color to erase. Against white people,
0: and it, you start getting this smudgy brown yeah. filter over. Okay, so is good. so don't use yellow and don't use brown.
5: Purple works well yeah.
0: though. Basically, if it's a color you'd see in the bathroom, don't use it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, but I, I will say <laughs> that. Laminate sheet was the favorite. I mean, I, I, yeah. I really like this for mankind, but that was I my favorite. I used on. that every. Oh, I used it every. Well, not the first game because I didn't know it was there, it was I, mouse, my bag, yeah. Now, on the one hand, I was
0: surprised this was the first event I've been to in a long time that did not provide objective markers <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> that did burn a few people. Yeah, I think there. I mean, but at the same time, it wasn't time, that expensive to grab the felt ones, though. But there was a limited number of them. Ah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I was able to buy so uh, no objective markers, and I understand a lot of people at this point. You should have like yeah. if you're playing at a GT. You should have collected an
4: assortment of
2: uh, especially
4: if you've shown up to the Iron Halo and gotten any of the bazillion battle cap battle cap <laughs> yeah. markers yes. that have been have given them, out. Have,
2: have them available. Don't don't give them out. Have them available for anybody who
5: doesn't bring. Now that well, said, also maybe just state when you bring your army, please bring. Objective markers. At, at, and here's what cool. I would say,
4: if you're going to go that route, right? Is, uh, years ago, a lot of tournaments actually went that route, right? Instead said, mm-hmm. yeah. bring your own. Then you do a contest. Make the coolest one. Ding. Ding. This man's got oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Who's got the coolest objective markers? And you make that a side and thing. Just as long as
0: From you put on
4: like a basic
0: standard, like they have to be on the 40 mil base. Yep. Or an equivalent size. And then... You need to be able to roughly stand on or near them. Yep,
4: that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. You're actually really smart,
6: Dave.
1: Uh, <laughs> you think he's been
4: doing this once or twice? Now. Yeah. You, 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 a, you think I've been doing this for a long time, which yeah. is why I look like I'm smart because I've already screwed up enough times. Thank yeah. you.
0: Uh, but, uh, that said, you were also selling sets of the neoprene circular mm-hmm. markers that such as you would see on a, on the Iron Halo stream. Mm-hmm. And I use those in all my games and they're
2: fantastic. What's the proper name for them?
0: Because uh, it's it's
2: like a negative marker, not a positive. Object. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, but it's just uh, uh, so it's it's a the three inch marker. disc. Well, it, oh. it's like three and a half inch disc. No, it's a it's a seven
0: inch disc. Well, I mean three okay three and a half inch uh, diameter. diameter. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: So it's
2: or three and a half inch radius, six yeah. like seven inch seven diameter. Inches. Yeah, which yeah. is the equivalent of your objective marker and three inches on the outside. Right. Yeah. So right. uh, for those of you not familiar with these things,
4: they're made. Uh, one of the companies that makes them is three D six. Yeah. Okay. cool right. So that's where you got from. So three D six gaming makes these things, and what they have is they have a dot. They always have a dot in the center. Right uh, of the opposite color or a negative color to whatever. Be very the primary clearly visible. Yep. So that's clearly visible. Right. And that dot itself is like a quarter inch wide. Right. And that represents the center of a marker. Right. Then they have a dotted ring that's at forty millimeters out from the center of that dot. And they have another dotted ring that's three inches out from this that center dot. Right. And then the actual edge of the felt is if you're measuring from the edge of that forty millimeter. Right, so if you're playing in an ITC event, right, that uses ITC missions in their entirety and describes that objectives are held counting from the edge of markers for ease of play—that's their phrase for it. Right, and a lot of places do the same. Right, in fact, I I don't think I've been to an event that measures center center, that measures from the center. Right, Uh, and so that means that if you're on the felt, you're you're in range. It's that simple. Literally, touch the felt, you're on the objective. That's so all you have to do. These things are fan-freaking-tastic.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: I will say, on the stream was my first time of playing with those. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved them. They made it very easy to say, oh, I'm touching this. I'm, I'm on the objective. My, I will say, my, my slight complaint, Rob picks them up because he found them. By the time he told me about them, I'm like, I want some of those. I went over there they're and they're all gone. Going. They're all gone. Yeah, I should have
4: bought <laughs> <of that. laughs> them. They
5: were pretty popular. They were they, very
0: nice. They I will say the the one other slight disadvantage to these, and this it is not like a major hit against it, but since a lot of people have terrain that has been modeled with floors, because mm-hmm. in the past if you weren't and even in today, like if you're not if you're on the base of the terrain, you're in the terrain You get the effect. You have to like lift up the train, put the disc down, put the train back on it, that may obscure a lot of, depending on where it's placed, it may it may obscure a lot of the disc. So it may be hard to tell if you are in it, like right. if you're in the building how far in it. So, so that's just something to be aware of with that those kinds of markers. Right. That,
1: that's exactly correct. And I and competitive play, what we've found to do is you've actually just add another objective marker, approximate, the approximate location of where that yeah, is and then
0: you can measure completely. So that just makes it a little bit easier, right? You know, bottom line. But but other, uh, I mean, that's that is a minor thing, and that's just an issue with that format of objective marker. It's an issue. It's going to have not. But that said, these were still fantastic, absolutely fantastic to use mm-hmm. every game. Agreed.
4: And in fact, they're so fantastic that the Renegade Open is ordering <laughs> <for> them. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stealing. Uh, for 100 tables, which I approached them already at Nova without knowing what you were doing. Thank you very much. i just saying.
5: Well, he's use them on the stream all the time. Yeah, i just, you know, whatever,
4: that's fine. And uh, I've never been, play, I've never played on the stream. I don't know what well, they you have. you could have watched the stream. Um, <laughs> maybe one more. Really? really? Or, or lost more. R- r- uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's actually an accuracy. See? That's, good job. So what you're yeah. saying is I can't continue to go three and two or better. You can't just be a male with back. Ouch. Have you looked at my scores? I'm not middle of the pack. Thank you. (laughs) I'm not top dog, neither. We're looking Uh, it up right uh, now. uh, 45th uh, in battle points. That's how I finished here today. Uh, Going three and two. Um, However, I did not score the lowest loss. Somebody got a zero. That's true. That is true. I won't say who, but uh, they got a zero. Uh, And uh, I got the second lowest loss (laughs) at one point. Wow.
2: Uh, to Mr. Champ over here. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would apologize for that, but... but, but uh, you should not feel bad about that. It wasn't your fault. So, we'll talk about
4: games in, in a little while. Yeah. but uh, So, yeah. So we're going to order 100 tables worth because we're going to make sure that they're available for 40K, for Age of Sigmar, and for our friendly, and for our, uh, our narrative defense. And then... Uh, the other thing that we're going to do, and I've already passed this idea along to Mr. Horn, who liked it at the time, at least, unless he's not willing to admit it now. Well, well, I was actually thinking of the exact same thing okay, like cool. after I'd ordered them. Right. I'm like, man, that'd be man,
1: really cool. Because I was looking at their website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I should have done this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I, mean, yeah. It it, I mean, it would have been like bananas. Right.
4: Bananas. So these 100 tables worth of markers are going to just say Renegade on them. And they're only going to have our splat, and that's it, right? They're going to be very threadbare. So we highly encourage you not to steal them because we're going to sell a set of six every year that has a different design in them year to year, starting with 2019, right? Cute. So if you come to the Renegade Open, you can easily access six objective markers of these felt types you can take with you and they will have a different design available for sale every year. And that money will always go towards helping the event, which helps out uh, our charities, which are sometimes on the rack ministries. Sometimes it's been cancer patients. It's been cancer society. Uh, and then our annual one is always toys for tots. And if you ever wonder why the renegade hasn't grown Neeps and bounds and banana pants sized, it's because, um, We're a zero sum game. We give away all the money.
1: Yeah, I feel your pain. Yeah. So, Rob, what else did you guys like in the swag bags, or maybe things that you received uh, before
0: the event started? Oh yes, yeah. As he looks at me (laughs) expectantly, yeah. (laughs) Like so. Well, I didn't get it in the swag bag. I got it in a special ceremony before the before the tournament started. So and. Also, to be fair, I knew about this going in
4: because Jason can't keep a secret and had to tell me. Yeah, you're kind of the worst about that at times, I am. Yeah. but I get so excited. I he know. does. Like I'm a girl. He's like a puppy. I, I would have said more like a
0: kid at Christmas, but okay, I mean, I mean, if we you want your
2: yeah. words, not mine. I yes, mean,
0: right? when you have we have two little girls, they're like, I
6: and mean,
4: yeah, just, just kind of runs, runs off. off. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, just wait until they're teenagers. So, they won't do so that what anymore. you're <laughs> saying is that Despicable Me, the so fluff, it's so cute and fluffy. That moment is just like your kids. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, Nailed it. so, anyway,
0: since this was the fifth Iron Halo, uh, Jason wanted to award the, something to the people that uh, had been there all five years, starting from year one when you guys were in a restaurant yep. several blocks away yep. to, to now. And so uh, he printed, he had uh, made some special uh, copper colored.
1: Orange, orange color are
0: they orange color? They block. are officially orange, orange color. <laughs> so uh, everyone, everyone, there was only what about seven, 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 yeah. seven people, uh, of which I am one. I basically got a first company dog tag, an yep. orange metal engraved with our name, first yeah. company 2019. They are super cool. Five years of service, and then the Iron Halo, Halo
4: logo on the other side, yeah. and then with like the rubber dog tag. I'm jealous. That. Well, then I, I can coming. do it for you. I mean, I, I, no, no, I have to earn it. That's true. I, I need to earn it, right. right?
1: Well, let, let me give you my thought process on, like, where, where I came to, like, doing something cool for their fifth year. So, you know, this is the, the fifth year of the Iron Halo, and, you know, we come from small beginnings like any other tournament. And, you know, as a thank you, I was like, man, what can I do to the guys that have stuck with me and come to all the events and just, like, just been... Amazing. I view. still
3: have my dog tag spread out. <laughs> uh, I have it on my keys.
1: Yep. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I thought to myself, what, what, can I, what can I do? And I, I came up with some other idea, ideas that I want, maybe 3D print something or maybe hang something, you know. And then uh, I came across a way to, to to do these dog tags. And I just kind of went with it. And it took me a while to figure it out, but once I got it done, um, I was really happy with the product. I was really happy with what, what it represented. And I'm very excited that uh, all the players I took it took it well. And, and uh, as an incentive, Dave, mm-hmm. you got one more year before you get your five years.
3: Yay. So
1: does Dennis. And Dennis, yeah. Yeah, I missed one. Sorry. I know. It's all good, dude. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, five year And next, next year, I got a database of, of how many people <laughs> have gone. Uh, it's just really humbling to see. I think there's been over like 300 people. Mm-hmm. Unique people that have gone to Iron Halo. And so, you know, it's just growing and growing. And, and if uh, uh, you know, I just want to incentivize and thank you those guys that have trusted me to come back for
0: five years. Absolutely. I think it's a big deal. You run a quality of event and you have put a lot obviously put a lot of time and effort and love into it mm-hmm. to making it the best possible event it can be. And it shows. Thank you. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. So speaking of it, let's talk about some games played. All right, sounds good. So, yeah. who do you want to start with? We well, I'll, I'll just go ahead and kick it off with myself. Sweet. I know because we already know about one of Dennis's games. <laughs> <laughs> I think but,
4: we know about all of Dennis's games. No, I mean, actually, you'd be surprised.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not, but. Alright, so I'm just going to kind of run down there. I'm not going to go too far into depth Just give a, little, kind of a quick snapshot First round I played Heath Shepard Who actually ended up winning Best Xenos For the Lord Marshall Conference The regional conference that Jason also started up Yeah, don't tell me you have no impact on the game <laughs> <laughs> The the regional mini-ITC that we have mm-hmm. uh, It's conference, not. Conference. It's a conference. A circuit
1: It's a little bit different
0: Yeah, right, exactly Everybody has an equal share Yeah <laughs> Uh, so uh, Heath brought uh, Necrons. It's probably what is the standard competitive Necron list, because I saw at least one other person running basically the identical list. Uh, but it's uh, three Doom Doomsides, three Doomsday Arcs, Immotech, an Overlord, a Cryptech, three units of ten Immortals, and unit nine blades uh, all with Tesla, mm. wherever possible. And even though I went first in that game... Uh, I failed to kill a single unit all game. Ah, I know. With, and, and, and to let everyone know, I was running the same list that I was running at Show Me Showdown, which was a Townar. <laughs> 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 yes, I was running a Townar, uh, six squads of Fire Warriors, two Cadre Fireblades, an Ethereal, Shadow Sun, with her command drones, uh, three units of five shield drones, and a Ghost Gale. And, uh, yeah, so basically... Uh, first round of shooting, um, I based I took one unit of I took the unit two blades down to one model. It promptly mostly got back up the next round. Uh, yeah, and 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 that li- Necrons are a tough list for me uh, because between the models getting you know the infantry models getting back up mm-hmm. and the vehicles having quantum shielding, so my heavy, big shots generally just bounce off of them because I'm just doing too much damage. Um I just couldn't land any, any appreciable damage. He would, he found a corn a small corner of the board that I did not have covered in uh you know that was just outside my nine-inch bubble to uh step his uh like his overlord and uh, a unit of mortals over, shot up my back line there, uh, used the uh mortal wound strat for the uh doom sides, and yeah, took out a lot of my castle and I just I couldn't come back from it. So it was it was a very strong list played very well and I I just couldn't capitalize any games on against it so and that was a four point loss four, not losing by four points losing with four points ooh yeah yeah which promptly sent me to the absolute bottom table with the worst record going into round two <laughs> yes yeah uh, so round two I played Robert Bomer who was playing uh, Ultramarines mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Send, let's see, he was playing uh, Marnius Calgar, no Bobby G on this list. He had Calgar, a, a Primaris Lieutenant, three Intercessor squads, a unit of Grav Cannon Centurions, uh, a, Hell Blaster, a Ten-Man Hellblaster squad, uh, a Vendra, uh, Chaplain Venerable Dread, uh, three Suppressor squads, uh, Cassius, an Apothecary, Primaris Ancient, and the Vitrix Honor Guard.
4: That's pretty solid. Yeah, not... That, that that's pretty solid. That's got a lot of uh, a lot of everything. Yes. So yeah, that's that's pretty good.
0: He deployed everything hidden as much as possible. Yep. Uh, round round one, uh, and things started. But he couldn't hide everything he was keeping, and he kept some things like he kept a couple of the units of suppressors like on the second floor of a ruin, so mm-hmm. the town arc would see them and bad touch them. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and. Basically, the way that game went was anytime something made itself visible, it went away, which is really what the town R is designed to do. So, uh, yeah, it that game. I mean, he he put some da- wounds on it. He killed some people, but uh, in the end, in the end, he just he was losing things as fast as they'd come out. Yeah, and I mean, he was able to slow me down with things like trans Transhuman physiology, so I'm like only well, wounding like, like a centurions on fours, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you know, but he had to bring things out to shoot at me, and that and they tended to not live long past that. No, uh, third round I played Dave Denuser, who is one of your crew. And actually, Dave and I have played once before at uh, Renegade several years ago. Yes. And uh, so I won that game, so it was time for Dave's revenge, and he definitely <laughs> carried it out. Uh, he was playing uh, a very tank-heavy guard—well, tanks and infantry. Lots of infantry squads.
4: Uh, yeah, so he had—since uh, I kind of helped him build it—he Yeah. Uh, he had nine infantry units of yeah. guardsmen. Uh, six were in two Cadian detachments, three were in a Catachan battalion detachment. Right. Right. Uh, And then he had all kinds of tank commanders. Like tank commanders for days. He had four of them in total. Yes. One of them being Knight uh, Commander Pask. Uh, And then he had a three-man tank uh, squadron with two Punishers and an additional Battle Cannon tank. All the tank commanders, by the way, were... Uh, Battle cannon and las cannon. Yeah, uh, and he then also had uh, Colonel Ironhand Strachan uh, as part of his catachin K- detachment, uh, and then also had a couple of basilisks and Sergeant Harker uh, as a fire support base. Yeah, and yeah, so
0: basically, uh, he got first on me. Hmm. That's yeah, bad. yeah. The my drones went away pretty quickly. Um, and then, uh, so I got my shooting done and the, the issue with dealing with this list is too many targets, yes. too many targets that can dish out damage. Usually with a lot of armies, I can pick and choose like, okay, these two or three things are going to be the big damagers right away. Yep. I can take them out and it'll put my opponent on the back foot. Um, I was not able to do that. I did kill past turn one, mm-hmm. but that did not stop the other three tank. <laughs> you know, the other tank commanders. Right. And so Pound of Dust, Pound of Dust, Pound of Dust was basically the orders from them.
4: Yeah. Ever. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Cadian Pound of Dust, that's, uh, it lets them be kind of like a Catachan. Um, it allows them to re-roll the die for either of their battle cannon attacks for the number of shots or if they were using an execution. Anything with variable shots, they can re-roll the die. Yeah. So I was
0: taking lots of hits... Yeah. From strong guns, and then without the drones, the R collapses pretty quickly. I lost the top of two.
4: Yeah, uh, for those of you who remember R from seventh edition days, it had a two up four up back then. That's not the case. It's anymore. a three up five up now. Yeah, and that's that that's is not no, Even no. with thirty wounds, that is
0: not going to keep it alive. Nope. Sure. Will. Um, so, to my credit, though, mm-hmm. even with two thirds of my army dead in one model. Yep, or one model in his drones. We played out until turn six. I managed to keep units alive and keep scoring me. If nothing else, hold one. Mm -hmm. Or taking the occasional pot. I killed uh, one of his Punisher tanks with a stray shot from a uh, Fireblade. Oh, nice. Who had, you know, after, like, the Townar had taken it down to one, but had been able to finish it off before Mm -hmm. it died. Uh, So, yeah, like, I'd, you know, get pot shots here, killing infantry squads as they were moving up on me. So I was getting points, but it... It was a one-sided competition, so we are now. Dave and I are now one and one. <laughs> but yeah, it was target saturation. Too many things that I had to kill.
4: Yep, and that is a legitimate strategy to win building a list. Yes, if you, if you make it too difficult for your opponent to really pick out the things that need to die in your list, it's a diffusion of threat. Right. So the common terminology for that that you'll see from like Knights Table and anybody else who does like theory crafting for the game. They'll call it threat saturation, and it means that you're bringing too many things that are capable of doing damage, or just too tough to kill uh, reasonably, like in a very quick amount of time. Yeah, um, you know, to the table, and it, it really does cause a difference. Yeah, and so I ended day one at, at one and two,
0: and but I ended up uh, first day of show me showdown at one and two, so mm-hmm. I knew I could, I needed to bounce back. Uh, round four, I played Talon Rooney. Who had previously uh, beaten our friend Puck? Uh, yes. yes, yes, he did. Uh, Talon was bringing uh,
4: Dark Angels, uh, Raven Wing specifically. Yes, uh, lots of Raven bikers in this list. He had a uh, Talon Master uh, Samuel and, and uh, Sable Cloth. That's the uh, Lance Beater. For those of you who uh, don't know the difference, uh, he had fifteen scouts and then uh, two Raven biker squads. Uh, and a ziphon a inter- couple of, uh, Zyphon interceptors uh, and then a lieutenant and two whirlwind Scorpiuses, along with some servitors and a venerable dreadnought and with, then he- uh, looks like twin last and then he did uh, have the
0: strat basically so he could pick a assassin to use and drop it into his army yep so against me he picked the Kalidus. yep um, and uh, he play he deployed as defensively as he could, kept the mm-hmm. tried to keep the Scorpius I uh, kept the Scorpiuses out of sight, um, put the scouts in in a magic box mm-hmm. on the table. Um, had two Xiphons behind a building, but I could see them through the windows of the second floor, so they were not protected. Mm-hmm. And you know, he had he had the bikes hidden behind that same basically he had like all his army hidden behind a building, ready to come out and try to reduce the amount of firepower. Yeah. That, you know... <laughs> Uh, and he, and, and talking to him afterwards, he's like, he looked at it and it's like, he took Titan Slayer as one of his secondaries, which is a little bit of a trap in my army because he cannot max out Titan Slayer yep. against my, because I close. only have 30, but yeah. close and <laughs> close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. It's thermonuclear weapons. Yes. Uh, but he then shows the strategy. I think he kind of got,
4: like, the town art gets in people's heads. It's yeah. one of the, it's, it does tunnel vision people quite a lot, Yeah. Right? yeah. Almost as much as it used to, t- as uh, Castellans when they still had their 3-up save and Strat would do uh, yeah. to people. Absolutely. And so it's like you, you,
0: you look at it and you a lot of players either make one or two choices. They either choose the, I have to figure out how to kill that thing. I have to throw everything I can at that to kill that thing. Which is often the right choice if you have the tools to do it. Yes.
2: Or the,
0: I'm going to ignore that thing and just try to play to the objectives. Play the other objectives and try to survive as long as I can. Earn points. Yes. Uh, Talon chose the ladder path. Uh, in this case, he was earning a lot of points into the game, uh, but it did not end up... I got first on him, which did not help. No. Um, the uh, Zyphons died turn one before they got to fly at all. Yep.
4: I oh. uh, was playing next to you, and I happened to overhear that. Yes. So I'm Ziphons. like, wait, both Zyphons are dead? Yeah. Yeah, both Zyphons are dead. Ooh. Yeah, because I main-gunned one and arm-gunned
0: the other one.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: And then the scouts in the magic box, turns out magic will not protect you from smart missiles. Uh, Nope, Nope. sure won't. And uh, at that point, you know, that took out a a decent amount of... Like, it took out some of his scoring and some of his damage-dealing capability. Mm -hmm. I mean, Scorpius has kept putting... Because he had Scorpius whirlwinds, and they were putting out... A lot of fair damage. He took Butcher's Bill against me, and that's a good one to take because I have a lot of small units. Yeah. So he was getting those points. So he was regularly getting. He was getting kill more, hold more actually against me. So he was he was accruing points early. So I kind of had to play for the long game and draw him out. Um, he moved out the bikes. Tried to uh, sent the bikes out against the ghost keel. And ghost keel killed one of them, and then they assaulted it. Or. or yeah, they did assault it, it fell back, and that left them out in the open to be shot at by the Town R. Mm-hmm. The other thing is he brought his other two bikes and the Talon Master and Sound Ale out. And then that's when he learned that the Town R can walk sixteen inches. Ooh. And they were no longer hidden behind a building. Oh. Yeah. And I sense uh,
4: yeah. character removal in their near future.
0: Yeah, well I couldn't get to the characters, I had to get to the bikes first. He did layer his right. his characters properly. And it was a lot of unit comes out, you know, again, you know, unit gets pulled into the kill zone, unit dies. And he was also like, but he was also trying to play as strategically as, like, I've got to hold the objectives, so I'm going to try to consistently hold one. I'm going to just blow you off of objectives with the Scorpiuses. I'm going Mm -hmm. to, uh, and, but by the end of the game, like, the Calidus was not safe from smartness, it was hidden in the building. The, you know, Samail, um, Failed to charge, mm-hmm. I believe, or no, I don't know. I don't think. I think he considered charging. And then he was like, kind of looking meth. No, it's like, no, he's going to die anyway. So I'll make you come get him. Uh, but yeah, basically, I started walking the or out, and then by round six, it's like, yeah, he's around. The, he can look around the corner of the building and see those is now. Yeah. yeah, the vendred had popped out to take pot shots at it. It had died, and oh. so. Mm-hmm. And so he, and then he, at about round four, he's like, Why did I take Titan Slayer as a secondary? I've been ignoring this thing. So some of it was being spooked by the town Art, but then also being so spooked that he didn't play it. That he selected missions poorly and then didn't play them. But he also had, it. my army is, other than Butcher's Bill and Old School, it's hard to get things that you can max out. And Old School, you pretty much have to table me to max out. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. so um, so ended up it, it was a great game though, and it, actually the score ended up being like twenty seven twenty four. It was pretty close, and talent talent was great to play against. Um, and then round five was against Devin King, who was also playing Ultramarines this time with Bobby G. A couple of Repulsors, uh, Repulsor and Repulsor Executioner, mm-hmm. a couple of uh, uh, Mortis Pattern Contempters with last Cannons, Tigurius, um, uh,
4: a Tech Marine. Uh, Ooh! it looks like he took veteran intercessors, too. Yes, he did. And uh, he's got uh, an aggressor squad, an apothecary, yeah, the mortars that you mentioned, the executioner, repulsor, and then a regular repulsor as well.
0: Yeah. And uh, I got first, or I seized on him. He deployed first, and I seized on him.
4: Well, you know, some days you get the tiger. Yeah,
0: (laughs) because this was one of those missions where, you know, it it was mission six, so a whole army deployment. And he deployed yep. first, so he was going to go first. And then yep. I seized on him. Yeah. And then stepped the Town R 16 inches out. And that that game <clears> was a bit of a learning game for him because uh in the sense of learning what Tao can do, mm-hmm. because did not realize the Town R is a battle suit. Oh. Which is where a lot of the synergy comes from for that list. Yeah, this is why storm surges don't get used. Yeah. Uh realize uh, learned that shield drones have a four up invulnerable in yep. addition to their five up field no pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took out one of the repulsors. Basically ever I took Big Game Hunter against him and it was just picking off the big vehicles one yep. of the turn. Um, he did get the Townar down to three wounds. The uh, the the veterans came out and you know, he he used he made a good use of Doctrines and switched to tactical at the right time to I assume not turn two yeah. <laughs>
4: ultramarines? Yeah. And me want to be there soon.
0: Yes. Um <laughs> no. uh, and yeah, he, I basically, he put out, he, he took out the, you know, he knew to target the drones or try to make me chew, throw enough attacks at me, enough shots at me to yeah. chew through the drones, which he did. And he did get the, uh, uh, he got the Tanar down to three wounds. That's when I stim injected it. So it was acting like 30. Yep. And I think this is where he... He was both playing. He started moving Bobby G up because at this point that was his only real damage dealer left. Mm-hmm. And he started. He was playing aggressively, but then he kind of hedged his bets a bit. So he he charged Bobby G in, at the town arm. It was he needed a nine inch. He was just. It was like a nine inch charge would have. Nine inch roll would have gotten him into one inch. He rolled an eight. Well, then That's at that big. point he was out of CP. But there during Overwatch, in the he took no wounds in Overwatch. I managed to not wound Bobby G. He shrugged. Like, I did wounds, but he shrugged them all. He saved them all. With his invul. Okay. Uh,
4: which can be expected from yeah. a three-up invul. Right. It happens.
0: And yep. uh, then, uh, on my turn, uh, Townar, like, killed everything around Bobby G. Mm-hmm. Did not kill Bobby G. Again, his invul. He shook off all the wounds I put on him. Yep. The squad of fire warriors that were standing immediately behind the tower took, five, you know, took their five pot shots at mm-hmm. Bobby G and scratched him, shot him in the face, took one wound off of him, made him mad. However, that one wound was important because then he charged me again. At this point, he's like three inches from me. Yep. Charged me again, did eight wounds in Overwatch that he did not save. Oh. And then Bobby G fell down and he rolled a three to see if he got back in. Oh. Bobby G down, mm. Mm. Bobby, and that was pretty much, and that was game, yeah. Because at that point he had a single aggressor, a tech marine, and an apothecary left.
4: Uh, that is uh, not enough to win the game, no, no.
0: So he had, you know, it's like he, he had, to his credit, he never gave up, even as he's starting to lose his big stuff. He's like trying to formulate plans to push forward, be aggressive, and mm-hmm. and if he had, well, that was the other thing is when he had the art down to three. He wanted. He fought. He fired at the fire warriors behind the town to try to reduce the the incoming Overwatch from his next charge, rather than shoot at the at the town That was a critical error. Just just so we're clear,
4: the town had three wounds left. That right? he did have
0: three wounds. All no he had
4: to do was force you to fail two saves. Yes, on a rapid fire three weapon that with tactical doctrine in, in play. Uh. I'm just, All right. yeah, so, decisions were made.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if, the, if he also, one turn he forgot to use Skreyer's Gaze, ah, which important. would have given an extra CP, which yeah. would have given a chance to reroll Bobby G. However, then after the game, he's like, okay, I gotta see, rolls again for Bobby G, rolled another three.
4: Yeah. So he
0: just wasn't gonna, it was not in the head. But, you know, he, again, to his credit, he kept the pressure up. He had hold more consistently, um, and he did get Butcher's Bill against me. So, Kill more. He had trouble getting because I was the town art was being so effective, but he kept playing it till the very end. And then we just kind of like rolled out what the, like how's this last turn going to play out? Because if you move, because I like if you move the town art here, you're going to kill this guy. Kill him. Will this, uh, will this guy an artifice artificer armor in the back live? Mm-hmm. And we rolled it out, and, and no,
4: he did no. not. Mm. Yeah. So is really tough to go up against uh, for power armors. Oh, they're closing. Yeah,
0: so... Closing
4: so, uh, you know, it, that, that just means that this was going to be a really rough matchup yeah. for him, kind of no matter what. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, I ate up too much.
0: I, I've eaten up a lot of time. Okay. Yes, you have. I am That's sorry. okay. Uh, Dance so, doesn't talk enough. <laughs> we can do Highlights. We can. Do I was supposed to do highlights and I got too deep into it.
1: That's ah, all right. You got excited. You I, got excited.
4: I you should be excited. This is this is like your first tournament in a while, man. So well, you know this is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, for quick highlights for me, uh, round one. I'm, I end up going three and two. Spoiler alert: uh, John whooped my booty. I'll describe that in a minute. Uh, so my first game, I played against a dozen Carnifexes, uh, a Hive Tyrant, a Swarm Lord. And a Malan throat, and no, that was the list. So, uh, Mister Poor Dan Rice uh, had to face off against a Craft Crusader, four Halverins, two Kadian Be- battle tank commanders, uh, supporting auto cannon fire, and five infantry units. Should not feel bad for him. I uh, why not? Because screw I, Daniel. I mean, thirty. Uh, <laughs> such I mean, strong feelings. Such strong feelings, Man's and thirty six ten. That's okay. I feel good. Good job. Uh, good job. All right. James should always be pounding in the dust. Ooh. I mean, yes, that did happen. Um, next round I played against a GSC player, Nick Anderson. Uh, you actually do get to see his round 3 uh on stream. Uh and uh Nick did Nick did a good job. Um my dice did not enjoy me on turn 1. I killed seven guardsmen with three hellverins and a mortar team. I killed seven guardsmen. <laughs> no cover save. I killed seven guardsmen. Um, that, <laughs> that, 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 that's that, the highlight. <laughs> well, that, that that was very indicative of the whole game. Yeah. Uh, however, and here's the problem. I thought that was the bottom of the barrel. Who, boy, did my dice tell me I was wrong. So I play my friend here, John, for round three, and we end up playing on the Renegade-sponsored table. In our of, Renegade shirts. In our Renegade shirts, playing our Renegade armies against each other. Uh, no, we're not Renegades, but I'm Imperium, and he's Admech. And, uh... Best Admech, by the way. Best yeah, Admech. Best Admech, yeah. yes. Yes, he did. And, uh, I tried to... I tried to do anything, but three, uh... A rapid-fire battle cannon on the Crusader, and two tank commanders later. I, I had killed two Breachers. <laughs> uh, and then four Halverins. Um, failed to apply any damage to, uh, his Scorpius, uh, Disintegrator, uh, with an energy cannon. Yes, so of course the 111 point build. And, um, ooh, yeah, uh, turn two I did zero damage. So at that point I said, nope, I'm out. I've h- held one. I'm going to take my one point and walk away with what little dignity I have left. (laughs) And uh, we're done here. You have dignity? Apparently I do because I quit this game. (laughs) Uh, uh, Day two, um, for my troubles uh, for rounds two and three, uh, I got handed uh, Mike Delang, who is a fantastic human being. We had an enjoyable game. His paladins did, in fact, do a lot of good work and made it into a game. They crushed the Crusader the moment they came down. Mike made almost all of his charges. <laughs> like so, this was this was a game that he could have won. Uh, unfortunately, the Helverens finally decided that they were going to you know turn their screens back on and actually use their targeting systems. So uh, no, they started killing things. Like they killed three characters in Overwatch. <laughs> uh, oops. <clears throat> so uh, nope, that was my game. Thirty three sixteen, and then for the last round, uh, I played against Matthew Dixon. Uh, who was playing Tyranids again? Uh, this time he had uh, 40 Gene Stealers. He had Old One Eye and Swarm Lord uh, and uh, a Malanthrope and a Hive Tyrant and then just Gaunts for Days. Gaunts for Days? Gaunts for Days. Right? Uh, and an Aranthrope. Uh Mr. Dixon got uh, the best possible deployment against me that he could have, which was Search and Destroy. That's the 9 inch bubble unfortunately I seized Ooh, Yeah. And then there went instead of being uh 40 gene stealers there was 12. And instead of there being a swarm lord there there was three wounds left on a swarm lord. And uh yeah, and half of his oh hive guard, he also had hive guard. Half the hive guard were dead. Uh, and that was turn one. The game did not get better for him unfortunately. Uh, so I, but he did manage to squeeze out a lot of bonus points and was doing, you know, played to the mission as best as he could with his army after getting seized on and, you know, had 500 plus points blown off the table on him. Uh, so, you know, very good job to him. He, uh, uh, the game ended up uh, being mine though, uh, 31 to 23. Uh, so I went three and two, five minutes. That's what I took. (laughs)
2: Sure, I'll I'll, uh, I'll catch mine up uh, quickly next here. I, Ron one, got to take on Mark Weiss, so I got introduced Ooh. to... Old Iron man versus old man. Yeah, old man. <laughs> that, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> anyway, Mark brought the Iron Hands 5 Repulsor list, um, which was really interesting, uh, and also very devastating. So... Uh, he set me on my heels right off the bat, and I spent the next five rounds trying to recover. I managed to pull out 17 points, not leave my corner of the board, um, and went into straight survival mode. And that's what I did for the whole game. Um, nothing really exciting about it. Uh, turn or Game two, I got to play Sai. Rourke, I think, Dennis, you got to play him as well, yeah? I played him in round five, yes. Uh, This was Psy's very first uh, ITC anything ever. So, a great young man, um, and he was playing all chaos. Um, He played all of the Havocs, um, of all the flavors. Uh, And then he backed them up with Abaddon, uh, some Cultus, two War Dogs, and a Knight. What mm-hmm. is the. Uh, the, the spoiler. Yep, the despoiler uh, with thermal cannon <clears throat> um, and the gallon cannon. And yep. uh, uh, he got overly aggressive and parked everything that had the vehicle keyword right in front of my breachers and right in front of Blas Cannon uh, chicken lockers. And uh, it was a shooting gallery for me. So, uh, so
5: you're the one who taught him that because he said in some of my earlier games, I was over aggressive. So he held a lot of things back. Made me come
2: to him and he just shot me to death. Yep. I uh, We had a very long conversation about that after his game. I, 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 uh, so yeah, so I, you taught him well. Well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> uh, game three. The less said uh, about that, the better.
0: Uh, yes, <laughs> it's been covered.
2: <laughs> and moving on to game four. I got, uh, I played Ben Neal, uh, who very unpolitely, uh, politely introduced me to White Scar Assault Centurions, uh, five squads of uh, scouts that, oh my gosh, they're fast, and I was not prepared. Um, I uh, The beatdown that I had with Dave was, in turn, the same kind of beatdown that I got from, uh, from Ben. And um, while I was trapped in my corner, he managed to uh, move scouts in because they can deploy nine inches from uh, from my, my line, right? And uh, with the, how fast they can move and how far they can almost guarantee assaults. He, uh, he bad-touched all of my tanks on turn one uh, and, and reduced over 50% of the shooting of my army on turn one. I mean, I just I, I couldn't recover from it. He had all the time in the world to walk his centurions up and, and just bad-touch everything. Uh, so I, I lost that game pretty bad, but learned a lot about what the new Space Marines are going to be like. Um, as far as the Centurion list goes, it's going to be scary and it's real. Okay, uh, it's not even Iron Hands. It's not even Iron Hands. It was White Scars and uh,
1: still scary, still real,
2: <laughs> still scary, still real. You got it. Yep. And then uh, my my last game was against Mike. And Mike, I'm going to ruin your your last name here. I apologize, but Conat... Conat, Conantser. I, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name anyway. He had a beautiful Custodes army uh, with a knight. Uh, and then he had a couple tank commanders on top, on top of that, one with a battle cannon, one that was all plasma. Um, and it was pretty similar to Dave and I's game where I took uh, both of his Caladius tanks, grav tanks off the board, I took both of his tank commanders off the board, and left his knight standing there alone on turn one. Um, and so beyond that, the only thing he had left was one of the smaller custode skimmers, his knight, and 30 Guardsmen. So, a palace. Yep, a palace, yep. And then uh, and then he still had two squads of three of the Flying Terminators. I forget what the custode version is. But he, he deep-struck them the in. The Sagittarius? No, that's the shooting
4: ones. Okay. Uh, they look kind of like the the uh, gold, the men from... The winged men from... Uh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're,
2: okay. Yeah, they're a beautiful model. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, and he had to pin him very well. Um, and he made one last ditch effort to gain as many points as he could. And uh, he did an incredible job of gaming the game through uh, turn four before he finally conceded. But by then, he did a really good job of stealing every single point he could out of what he did. So uh, testament to uh, to Mike for what you did, not giving up on the game and continuing to, to play the game as it should be intended. You um, responded well and you responded with lot of dignity so thank you for that last game it was probably my favorite of the day
3: man.
2: Awesome. well then for me I
5: guess spoilers I went one and four but that one win knocked me out of contention for the wooden spoon this year so I know sorry maybe next year man you got to try harder <laughs> We discussed the first game yeah, the harder. first game which I, I was doing the only other part was, um I think it was, I thought it was neat you guys said you were expecting me to roll and I didn't get rolled no you, you did, did not me. Nope. so I'm glad I can spare it. made a real me. game of it. It was great. The second game, um, I got to play against Tau, uh, Logan Testy. Mm-hmm. And I made a little bit of deployment error because I wanted my Havocs to take out his piranhas because he had you know, seven, seven piranhas. Yeah, and we're going gangbusters first. And mm-hmm. he, he deployed his piranhas far away from my shooting. Oh, weird. It's like he almost yeah. knew what I wanted to do. And he also then, being Tau, had all the guns in the world. Yep. And pretty much shot up the demons running towards him. But that's one other thing I'll note in the games is, I know you talked about over-target priority saturation. Yep. I've got two, and people picked one or the other. And whichever one they didn't pick, I did, was able to do some damage with. So if they destroyed the Havocs first, then my demons did work. If they destroyed the demons first, well, the Havocs then did work. But mm-hmm. it just really... I only had two instead of two minutes. Um, third game was against Ryan Kevin from Kansas City. Yeah, he was, one of the members, he was kind of a junior member of uh, 40KC. This was his first um, 40K tournament. Oh. Cool. And I felt a little bad for crushing him. But um, it was a learning experience because he had a list that had less shooting than mine did. It reminded me a lot of my list last year. Oh, okay. Because he, he, well, he had three knights, but all the knights had stubbers and then two close combat weapons. Right. Because he was just trying to get up in my face, and a lot of lord discordant, so he could get up in my face and assault. To be fair, this was his fifth game of 40k ever. Oh. So, yes. Oh, so you're
4: you're beating up on children now.
2: Yeah. He's pulling a Nate Martin. Yeah, the baby seals. <laughs> no, Nathan Martin became the baby seal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
5: this time, I played tactically. As I chose to go second, knowing he'd have to run at me. Yep. Then I can counter charge and I pretty much wipe the discordance off the board. Yeah. And tactically, I ran away with demonettes, so I could pull them back from the knight to have the knight take. Laskevens to the face. I'm confused. You <laughs> ran away with your demonettes. I had them fall back. You see, he's learning strategy.
4: Oh man, <laughs> it's learning. I know.
5: So end of the day, one and two. Um, this morning, then I got to face against I'll probably I should butcher her last name Scott Legend. 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 Yeah, he's he... also from Twin so Yeah, yeah. And he had his custodes list, which he, like you suggested, took out the Havocs early. And then he was shocked as my demons came through and destroyed one of his big tanks and two of his small tanks on, like, the next turn. Yeah. So, like I said, you, you pick one, the other one's going to hurt you. But, in the end, I still just didn't have enough power, firepower because those other two big tanks he had yeah. just kind of just wrecked me. Yeah, Caladia's tanks. They're, they they
4: did take a nerf uh, in being now only strength seven, but they're two flat damage instead of D3, which is huge. Yeah. Um, so they're still really powerful.
0: They're consistent
5: anti players. like anti infantry. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah, also against him I think I only I have five psychers mm-hmm. and I maybe only passed one psychic test each time. Yeah. It that's was definitely bad. not contributing to a winning formula. And I also kinda of failed to charge that fight. Or else things might have turned out a little bit differently as well, with mm-hmm. killing maybe more of his stuff earlier. Yep, but in the end it was a good game and I mean the only thing I'll say is his warlord was a vexilla who was just kind of standing around going "Let's go, team! Let's go!" as he pounds the vexilla down. He didn't say that; I said that, and I laughed. <laughs> uh, and then my last game we kind of mentioned was against Cyborg, and as I said, is he learned from what, what John taught him, and mm-hmm. he let me come to him because he knew he could outshoot me, and I also that game failed two charges, and my psychic rolls were really bad. So mm, sometimes it's strategy, sometimes it's dice. Of us both. Yes, I'm familiar with when (laughs) it's (laughs) done. I said,
4: longingly looking at John. Uh,
2: I tell you what, guys, no joke, Dave threw it all at me. And when I sat there and made all my saves, I mean, I watched the energy come out of him and the energy came out of me too because I'm like, I'm playing one of my best friends. And this, I mean, it it wasn't fun for either one of us. No. Yeah. So in the
5: end, we all had a good time at the tournament and we all scored pretty well. And we had an overall winner though. Yes. I went Nick Sutherland.
4: Is our is the winner? Yeah. yeah. So Nick Sutherland went five uh, zero, uh, and he five zero with his Amer, orcs? Ameri-Orcs. Yeah, he You actually yell
1: America like every time instead of W. Exactly. <laughs> yep.
4: That was uh, actually and the winning happy. list uh, was Evil Sons uh, detachment for a battalion, uh, and it had a big mech in it, a war boss on a bike. Uh, Three squads of 30, thirty shooter boys. Yep,
0: three squads of thirty shooter boys. Or no, uh, no, two shooter boys, one chopper boys, or uh, one a boys. boys. Chopper, yeah.
1: You yeah, know, and also um, I got then, to watch. Uh, we got to watch two of his games on stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the first game I think was day was round three. Yeah, I believe, mm-hmm. and that was an amazing. List. Uh, what did he? Or no, he, he. Day one. Day one. Yes. Yeah, day day one. one would have been round two. Then I think.
4: Because round three was Eric versus Nick. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Round two, a maze game. Who did he play? Does it say on there? Uh, it will in Cody Bow. Yeah, Cody, Cody Bow. Bo. Yeah, neck yeah. Run. One neck of runs. the hogs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh Cody was introduced to uh, the relic shock attack gun and with uh, yes. like seven smash guns.
4: Yes. So. Well, three, three shock attack guns. One of which was the warlord, and then carried the relic, and then yeah, uh, Gretchen shields and uh, smash guns. All of them.
0: Literally just all of them. Yeah. So congrats to Nick's of Team Redacted. Yep. uh, With uh, winning this year's Iron Halo. And uh, we are going to cut the episode at this point because our gracious hosts here at Hideaway Pizza in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, are getting ready to close. And we don't want to wear out their... uh, Well, Wear (laughs) out their We're out our welcome. Yeah. So... uh, so we will go ahead and wrap up the show. So uh, I think we all had a great time. Yep. Lots of fun. Jason, again, thank you for holding this event, continuing to support it, continuing to grow it, just making it huge and awesome.
1: Well, appreciate you guys coming out, and if you guys are listening, come check us out one time. I don't think you'll be sorry. Absolutely. Check out Iron Halo. Check out Iron
5: Halo
0: on Twitch TV. Yep. Iron yep. Halo TV on twi- yeah, Twitch TV, or Twitch.tv slash TV. Yep. And yep. you can watch these streams of Dennis's game and the other games that were streamed.
5: Yeah, and he
4: doesn't just stream his own stuff. He goes to tournaments all around Midwest and streams. So, yep. we'll go to MinMo.
1: We're going to MinMo in early November, and then we're going to Renegade yeah. in later
3: November.
0: Yeah. That's right. So. So, from all of us here at Preferred Enemies, I'm Rob. Dennis. And David. John? Jason? Yes, you are Jason. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> good night, good gaming, and monkeys, you're going down. Oh, yeah. yeah. preferred enemies is an under radio production and is licensed under creative commons attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 unported license our theme music is metal slug 2 super vehicle one 2 no need to reload originally by takushi hayamuda and remixed by roataka courtesy of oc remix it can be found
5: at ocremix.com miniatures we build them we paint them we love them That's why we also want to get them to the battle, and back again, safely. And that's where KR Multicase comes in. They offer a
0: complete model storage and transport system.
2: They offer a wide selection of core trays for standard sized miniatures, as well as custom cut trays for specific models.
5: KR's trays are made of a soft foam, available in a variety of colors, that won't scratch or snag your models. And to protect the foam, the trays are carried in easily stackable, swappable cardboard cases.
0: They also offer a full range of Kaiser bags, backpacks, and aluminum cases for transporting your KR cases. You can even choose from pre-built tray selections to suit your army, or use the Autofill app to find just the right trays for your particular force. Whatever your game, 40K,
5: X-Wing, warm hordes, or historicals, KR Multicase has the cases to fit your needs. You can find out more at krmulticase.com.
0: KR Multicase, soft foam for your figures, hard cases for the soft foam. are you tired of playing on a boring battlefield do you want to step up the quality of your gaming table and make your battle look real then you
2: need to check out the battle mats from game mat Their professionally designed rubber-based mats are just what your gaming table needs available in a variety of styles with everything from rolling grasslands
5: to urban war zones winter wastelands to alien deserts there's a game mat mat to fit any kind of terrain their mats are padded anti-slip waterproof, and when you're done rolling dice and battling on your mat, just roll it up and stick it in the convenient carrying bag for easy transport and storage. And if you don't have a gaming table, they've got you covered with their folding board portable gaming area and their line of pre-painted resin terrain. If you're ready to upgrade your gaming table,
0: head over to www.gamemat.eu and find the gaming mat that's right for you. Game Map, giving your armies the battlefield they deserve.